What's up, everybody? Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast with your host, Aaron Dante, who brings you the hottest interviews with the dopest people sharing their experiences all across the world. Now, here's your host, Aaron Dante. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have an amazing show for you folks. It's all about travel, and I'm excited to introduce Rio. He'll be a new, have his new segment on here. Mr. Gary from Seat Plan Do Show. You know he's always bringing the heat. And we also have Brian K. Oliver. In an episode, it's going to be called Beyond Be More. That's his Instagram handle. But I want you guys to learn a little bit more about him. This episode is dedicated to Miss Allison Greenhill. Really, really good friends of the family. Uh, just passed away. And it's fitting that this episode is about travel. I remember talking with her. And I'm, her son is one of my good friends, best friends out there. And she always she used to tell us how she used to fly down from Syracuse, New York to New York City to go get her hair done. And she would fly back once, twice a month just to get her hair done. That's pretty dope. You know, that's like, you know, you just jet set and balling. But, uh. Again, she passed away from her battle of MS for 20 years, and I want to dedicate this show to her and to her family. At Fishnet, every plate served starts with the freshest, high-quality fish sourced from local waters whenever possible. You get fine dining excellence delivered in a cozy, unpretentious, fast-casual setting. Delicious does not even begin to describe it. Everything I've tried is made from scratch and incredible. The best fish I've ever had. Check them out for lunch or dinner at Mount Vernon Marketplace. Get caught in the fishnet. You'll be glad you did. Menu and details at eatfishnet.com. Body professional life and mindset coach Gary O'Neill here with your motivational moment. All right. So a lot of times we feel or you may see on social media or all the different outlets on how important it is. People think at the end of the week that they need a drink. All right. You can see that all the time. I need a drink. I need a drink. I need a drink. Well, guess what, guys? You really don't need a drink. Let's cross that out. What you really need is sleep. What you need is connection. What you need is alone time. What you need is rest and exercise. You need healthy food. You need fresh air. You need water. You need the opportunity to meditate. Someone else to do the laundry. A long talk with a friend. And instead of a drink, you need more self-love. I always tell people that, hey, And, you know, as a person who deals with plenty of clients that drink and it's nothing wrong with drinking as far as social drinking, but your solutions will not be found at the end of that bottle. So you don't need a drink. You need all the things that we talked about. Hopefully this helped. All right. You can always check my podcast out, the C Plan Do Show on any of these social media platforms. All right, back to you, Aaron. The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly partnered with Remix Bar & Grill, located at 819 East Pratt Street, just north of Harbor East. Remix is a sports bar offering a sole food menu. With over 20 TVs, pool tables, outdoor patio seating, and private rooms, Remix is set up to be your premier downtown destination to watch all your favorite sporting events. Open from 11 a.m. until 11 p.m., Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12 a.m., Friday and Saturday, and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday. Check out Remix Bar and Grill on Instagram and Facebook under at R-Y-M-K-S Baltimore for daily happy hour specials and weekly events. Remix Baltimore. Hey, folks, and we're back at No Picture Dark Podcast. Again, I'm Aaron Dante. I'm so excited to introduce this new contributor to the show. This dude's been doing big things out in Baltimore City and beyond. What's going on, Mr. Rio? How you feeling today? Oh, man, trying to build and get on your level, sir. You know, you open the doors. I'm just trying to kick it down now. Hey, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. And you'll be a new contributor on the No Picks or Dark Podcast. Tell a little people, people a little bit about you. Oh, man. So, so, dude from Baltimore City, I'm very opinionated. I know what I'm talking about. 
But, hey, I, I'll be honest with you, I ain't perfect. I just like to give everything as it comes off raw, be authentic, and really give people the type of energy that they give me. As long as it's love, you get back love. You give me a little hate, you might get a little couple, you know, a couple bullets back, you know, low key. <laughs> so uh, you also have a show that you got going on. Tell people audience a little bit about that. Man, so I'm building it. I'm building it from the ground up. But right now, it's becoming super inspirational for a lot of people. What it is, is like my version of the Today Show. You know, I want to be like our version of Trevor Noah. So I try to give things, like I said, from our filter. Um, I don't want it to feel like it's forced. I don't want it to feel like it's anybody else's opinion. I want it to be real. And sometimes what's real is what comes off your head and what you're feeling at that moment. So I like to give it to people that way. Hey, I love it. I love it. And you'll be contributing there during, all the way through the new year. Again, we just want to get your voice out there. I uh, always want to help entrepreneurs, brothers out yeah. there, brothers and sisters who are out there want to get their voice. And that's, the, that's what the podcast is about, the voices of the unheard. And I want to make sure everybody gets their voice out there. If you don't know, this is a real guy right here. He let me come in here. He really let me come into space. I ain't gonna lie. I pulled up out front and I started knocking on the door. I didn't think they was gonna open it, but he really came out and opened the door for me. So now that I'm here, man, we're gonna make some big things happen and we're gonna try to kick the doors down and trailblaze it. Hey, uh, hey, we might have an episode together soon. So uh, oh, I'm with it. All right, folks. You know. How can we find you, Mr. Rio? Oh, man, please find me online at Rio Smith Podcast. Rio Smith Podcast, or you can find me on Instagram at Act Like MJ Smith. Please pull up. Please follow me. Please uh, support me, guys. I want to give you guys give you guys everything back that you give me and make sure that I represent for you properly. But definitely give me those likes, show that love, and follow. Visit your neighborhood sanctuary and do wellness for a luxurious experience for everybody. Treat yourself and a loved one with a massage, facial, for an entire day of pampering with our deluxe spa day packages that include lunch from the restaurant next door, fire and rice. For more information on booking or purchasing gift cards, visit their website at andowellness.com or call at 443-438-4048. They look forward to welcoming you and your loved ones to their beautiful new space at Soha Union, located at 4801 Harford Road, Suite 1. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. And today, folks, we have a very, very, very special show. I'm so excited to have this person here today. And um, it's going to be a great show, folks. And uh, buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a real good one. And without further ado, Mr. Brian K. Oliver, how are you doing? Pretty good, man. What about you? Man, I'm good, brother. I'm good. I can't call it. I can't call it at all, man. I'm just happy to be here and being in your presence, because you do, you do big things in Baltimore. Likewise. I'm happy to be here, man. I appreciate the invite. Man, that's, that's going to be a fun show. I tell people it's going to be a fun show. So tell the folks a little bit about you. I mean, you, I, I, I saw you on internet. I see you with, 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 you know, all these people, like, following you, all, you got all these followers, influencer. You're doing big things, traveling abroad. Like, are you from Baltimore? Tell us, get a little background about you first. I am. I'm born and raised in Baltimore. Uh, I've lived here all my life. I went away for college for a little bit. Still felt like there was no place like home. So I came back and I've been here ever since. Um, grew up Baltimore City Public Schools. I went to City College. Shout out to the class of 2003. Um, so I'm glad to be a knight. And I left City and went to Towson. Got my bachelor's in political science from there, but life didn't take me down that path. And I'm now a member of my family's funeral homes, uh, Howell Funeral Homes. And I also travel and do a lot of other stuff that keeps me going. That's nice, bro. That's real nice. So what is your fondest childhood memory growing up in Baltimore? Growing up in Baltimore, I think my fondest memories had to be summers. I always talk about now how kids aren't outside anymore. Uh, it's all about like technology. Everyone's on a video game, a cell phone, or like a tablet. But I remember going outside with my friends, uh, <laughs> running through water hoses and walking to the store, things like that. That made me appreciate um, living in a place like Baltimore and meeting the people that I did meet. Who I always tell people I'm still best friends with the people I grew up with from like childhood. I love I love hearing that. I love hearing that it's about Baltimore and. The childhood memories. That's what it's all about, really. Uh, I always tell people, and I always, I'm like a broken record. I used to go to, uh, you know, 33rd Street and, okay. my, and watch the Orioles. And, Orioles. He, and Eddie Murray was like my black Jesus, you know what I okay. mean? Because he was like a black baseball player. So I always was like, that's that's my man. Yeah. So I remember that. And then when I moved away, Camden Yards came. And I, I was like, oh, this is, this is all the bells and whistles right here. <laughs> so 
it was definitely cool. So you said you went to City High School, huh? Yep. But tell people a little bit Baltimore and how high schools are very important. Like people from outside town, like because because I, I had somebody else from City the other day and they're like, City represent all day every day. <laughs> I mean, it's like. It becomes a part of your life, and everyone, everyone in your class or just other classes there become family. Uh, Baltimore is one of those cities where when someone asks you where'd you go to school, you already know they mean high school, not college, like anywhere else. So I, I always uh, laugh at that question when I'm asked by someone who's not familiar with growing up in a city like Baltimore and going to a, a public school here because, you know, you, someone's waiting to hear like a city or a poly or, you know, a Maryville. Western, Dunbar, like, they, that's the answer they want. They don't want to hear, like, oh, I went to Towson. I went to, uh, you know, UMBC. That's not what they want to hear. They want to know what high school you went to. And it's just funny that years down the line, the rival continues. And people come from out of town just to go to, like, a, a tailgate for our high school homecomings and stuff like that here. So That's what's up. So what was your first job out of college? Did you work with your family when you first came out? Or what was your first gig? I did. Uh, yeah, because I thought I wanted to go to law school and it just didn't happen that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you? Was there anything else like you was like like Did you like law school? Was that always a dream, or was it kind of like you saw your family business? You're like, I'm gonna stick with the family business, or were like your parents were like, you better get this money real quick and, and and do what you gotta do and figure it out later on, or how was it? It was like a combo of both. Um, but as I and it's funny, I always speak about today's political climate as I got through college and got deeper into politics and things like that. Not necessarily uh, law, but just politics. I started not to love it as much as I did before. And I knew it was something that I didn't really want to uh, deal with after college and make that a career. So shout out to all the politicians because you got to have some strong will and determination to do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about something that, that you were near and dear to your heart, okay? Um, Beyond Be More, correct? Yeah. Tell us a little bit, tell the audience about Beyond Be More. So most people know me because of my social media, uh, which is Beyond Be More, or my blog name and things like that. Uh, I started traveling as a child with my family, or like my granddad on short road trips. I remember taking the train to Disney World, uh, Amtrak, which was a long ride from Baltimore. <laughs> Uh, my first flight was to, like, Cleveland. I went to a Browns game with my dad, and ironically, they ended up moving here and becoming the Ravens. But I just loved traveling. Um, model train sets, things like that, planes as a kid. They were all fascinating to me. So I knew that traveling was something that I wanted to do as I got older. But, like, the myth that we've always been fed, especially as black people, is that it's something that you do once you can afford it and you've retired after working all of your life. But going to certain schools, being around different environments, I realized that that wasn't true. And I saw people who were my age of different uh, ethnicities doing it, traveling abroad, getting out, not just out of the country, but they were going outside of the city, outside of their state. And I figured if anybody can do it, why can't I? So I started to travel along with my friends. And people would be asking all the time, like, where are you guys from? And we say Baltimore. And they're like, huh? Like, no way. We don't meet people from Baltimore often. Or you don't look like you're from Baltimore. You don't sound like you're from Baltimore. And the worst thing was uh, the shock when we would say it. And people would say, oh, that's a terrible place. Like, you know, how can you live there? And you'd be in some place like Egypt. And I'm like, you guys are, <laughs> you know, way more violent when you get to that point than we are at home. So, you know, I feel more safe at home than a lot of the places that I travel. But I wanted to showcase that and show not just young people, but particularly young black men from Baltimore, that it's possible to get out and see the world. So I started a blog and a social media uh, web, uh, social media pages just to showcase that and to document it and hopefully inspire someone. So it's been a little over five years now. So I always like to, when people talk about this, especially travel, and I'm sure you've heard this many, many times, Oh man, I, I'm waiting for my money. My, my money, money look funny right now. Is it my my card not right? It's not feeling. I can't right. get out of town. My money, my I'm waiting for the next paycheck. Or we'll probably even even get into more deeper about how a lot of kids that live in Baltimore have never been to Baltimore County. Right. A lot of kids who live in Baltimore have never been to Anne Arundel County. Or the opposite side of town. Right. So it's like if you grew up in West Baltimore, you don't have any reason to go east and vice versa. It's just. That blows. Way of life, yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. When you think about it, yeah. and like, what? I mean, I guess 
What, why was travel installed from your family side standpoint so important for you to travel? Like, what do you think why your parents made you go on these trips like the Disney World on a train, go to the Cleveland Browns game? Like, was it installed in you that it was very important to go see the world and go see things outside of your spectrum? I think it was more so about the experience and at times them being able to provide me and like, you know, other younger family members with opportunities that they might not have had growing up. Uh, it definitely was way more expensive back then to travel than it is now. Uh, but of course, like the cost of admission into certain places like Disney World and sporting events has gone up. But I think most of all, it was just, you know, getting out and seeing something different and meeting someone who was not like me and probably sharing those experiences, how I was growing up one place, how I was growing up here. And I, I always was just fascinated at how different people were and they weren't even that far from here, from, you know, from home. So you can take a 45 minute drive down the road to D.C. and it's a total different culture. Yeah. And you wouldn't know that unless you actually experienced it. I always tell people when they say DMV, I'm like Baltimore's not including the DMV. Not at all. I just want, I just want people to understand that. The DMV does not stand for Baltimore. I do not live. I, yes, I live in the area, but I don't. That's not. The DMV, when I think about it, is D.C. and Northern Virginia. Yep. And was it Southern Maryland, like Montgomery County and Prince George County. Yep. And it's not Baltimore. I just want to make people sure people understand that that is not Baltimore. It's an argument that's always online. That's that's funny to me. It, it really is. It really is. And so you traveling and doing whatnot. Did you like, so I always think about when I was younger traveling and my dad used to take kind of like something you said, younger relatives, my age. And he would like go to conferences. He'd be like, Hey, I want to take a couple of your cousins with us so they can see Atlanta. A couple of your cousins so they can see um, a different state, a different city, to, uh, to open their eyes to the cultures. And, you know, I remember my cousins and I went to Atlanta, and we climbed Stony Mountain. And was right. like, I never climbed a mountain. You know, there's no mountains in Baltimore, <laughs> unless you go out there, you know, Western Maryland. Right. But it was Stony Mountain. And it was like, wow, this is really cool to do something like this, you know. And I remember that was like, there's more than Baltimore City. There's more than this area that meets the eye to go out and travel. Was that one of the things that you learned just from, like, just from your cousins and being around them and family members, like, when you guys were traveling at a young age? Yeah, I remember, uh, like I said, when we went to Disney World, uh, we took a big group of family members, <laughs> and we just had so much fun just being somewhere different. And I remember we weren't that old, but that was the time that our parents trusted us with our, like, older cousins and siblings, and they let us run, you know, run free on a resort and hang out in Disney. And it was just... I don't know. I don't want to say like life changing, but it was it was a fun moment and inspirational, and just the joy of traveling and getting out out of the city. I love traveling by plane, of course, because it's quick and that's the only way you're going to get certain places. But traveling on the train is a total different experience because you can look out the window and just see the landscape changing uh, of different places. You go through inner cities, and then next thing you know, you're in like some small country town or you know on the coast somewhere. So it's just seeing all of that is like love to me. So as much as I can see the world before I'm gone, I, I intend to do so. So when for be more beyond be more blog, what you got going right. on, when you started it up, what'd you hope to get out of that? What were you hoping that people would get from what you were doing? Did you think it would get as big as it is now? Did you think it was just something that you were going to do for your friends and family? Like, in the social media age, you think it was going to spread like wildfire? Did you really think that's going to happen? The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly sponsored by Maggie's Farm. Located at 4341 Hartford Road, Maggie's Farm offers a unique dining experience with delicious handcrafted cocktails and mouth-awarding cuisine from falafel to scallops and everyone's favorite honey sriracha cauliflower wings. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m., Wednesday through Saturday, and serving brunch Saturday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. With delectable chicken and waffles, shrimp and grits, biscuits and gravy, and more. Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials as well. well now, when I started it, I just wanted people to see, I, it was really because a lot of people were saying, hey, where are the photos from your trip? Uh, what did you do there? Um, 
the number one question everyone always asks, no matter where I go, is what did you eat? And I don't <laughs> think people realize that almost everything you want is available all over the world. Uh, you just don't think it. If you want McDonald's, it's going to be there. Uh, so I started at uh, Beyond Be More just to show people, like, you know, kind of like a, I'm alive, you know, I'm, I'm here this week, I'm there this week. And also, I, I find cheap flight deals and packages all the time, and I wanted people to see, like, it, it's, a, it's, you know, it's affordable. You can make this happen if you really want it to happen. And just to see the way that, you know, it has caught on and people actually like to see me traveling and are inspired by me, I never thought it would get to that point. And some, sometimes it's still, I mean, compared to others, it's not one of the larger uh, social media blogs, but it still is mind-blowing some days to think, like, you know, this just started off as a little hobby that's now turning into something way bigger than I ever could have imagined. All right. So, we, we yeah, so it's gotten big. It's gotten big because I, I see some things on your, on your gram that you, you highlighting. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about So when, because I always think about a blog. I always think about a blog, like how it just started. Like it just started Instagram. Because Instagram is all about photos. It's all about right. the visual. And now it's transforming the videos now, which is a whole different animal yeah. in itself and so like what valuable lessons have you learned from your blog that you could take away if somebody else wanted to start something like that what you're doing right now is there anything you would do, do differently people love photos but they love your story more so tell the truth be transparent as much as you want to be but just give them the, like the raw deal uh everyone looks at Certain pages and they're like, ah, these photos are, you know, great, great photos. You live the life. But tell them sometimes when you had a, a bad trip, when you had a bad day, what you didn't like about a place. Like, you know, I think everywhere we go, we want to show like, you know, let's get the best photo. But we don't share the, uh, the experience of, man, today was just horrible. I don't like this place. I can't wait to move on to the next. Um, I had a, a terrible meal. I encountered someone in the streets today that, you know, made me feel uncomfortable. Just, just tell the real story. Uh, you don't have to put on like a, a facade for the internet. Just be you, and I think that's what people will um, come to more—realness uh, instead of just great photos. And they don't know the person behind the photos; they just see you. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm not going to say what country it was because you and I spoke about it at an event a couple nights ago, and you and I were discussing about how I went to a country and I felt racism when I was there. And I'm sure a lot of people don't know that, but I tell people freely because I'm like, if you're going to travel there, you need to understand this is what your black skin looks like. And this is what they think you. And I, we, we were talking about it with another person. And I said, immediately they thought I was African. They thought I was African. They were following me around the store. And this type of thing to travel, it happens. And racism is everywhere. But as soon as I opened my mouth <laughs> yep. and they found out, oh, you American? Oh, they were like, oh, we want your money. Yep. You know, and those are the type of things I think, like you said, transparency. People need to understand. Don't come back to after travel. Oh, they racist? No, no. It's there. It's everywhere. It's there. You just got to understand. And I didn't know when I was there. I was like, oh, well, I don't know if it's going to be that bad. But it was bad because I didn't realize how racist these countries were towards Africans. Yep. And with my black skin tone, they automatically thought, that I was African. Man, I'm African origin. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say, I, we all from Africa. But at the end of the day, it was just really wrong how they treated Africans over there. And again, that's their country. That's what they do over there. Right. I'm a visitor. But those are things that I think transparency is really, really smart to have about us. Yeah, about. And, and let people know what to be prepared for. Because a lot of times people will just, you know, see a cheap flight and they're like, oh, I'm going. And you need to know someone else's experience beforehand. Like, I know if I'm about to book a flight anywhere, I go to search on different Facebook groups that I'm in or even, like, tags on Instagram to find who I know who's been there already, and then I'll try to see what they posted. And if I need to reach out, get some more information from them so I can know what to look forward to or what to be prepared for because I don't think anything's worse than being in a country uh, completely shocked and feeling not wanted or clueless about what to do next or feeling... Uh, Less safe than you intended. So, I know I didn't ask, I didn't put this in the, in the notes, but what blogs would you, I mean, we'll, we can talk about the end later on, but I would love to know towards the end what blogs, what things you follow in black travel groups out there for our listeners, because I really believe traveling while black is very, very right. important, understanding and having those 
groups to, hey, this is where you should go. Because I'm a part of a couple myself. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is where you should go. This is a great place. Stuff like that. So I'm definitely do some jewels and gems and plug that at the end of the, other, at the, end of the show. Got it. All right. So we're going to go into something a little bit different. Um, what you're here for. And it's uh, we're going to talk about Be More, See More. Tell me a little bit about Be More, See More and how this all started. Because I see this guy winning awards. <laughs> and, you know, this guy, he on, G- on Jet Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us a little bit about that, how you started the whole program up. No, I always knew that despite me showcasing my travels, um, encouraging people to do it, that a lot of people just didn't know how to do it or they felt like that it wouldn't be possible. And as we always say, it's like a joke in the black community. It's always that black women travel, but black men don't travel. And they're like, you know, well, what's the reason? And I think a lot of times it's just the lack of opportunity or the ignorance when it comes to travel. Uh, you're not sure how to even begin. And, you know, I've always known that I had to help somebody else along the way. I just never knew exactly how to do it. And I had this idea on my brain for forever. I sat around in my room, talked to my friends about it. We say, hey, let's do this. Let's go forward with it. And then, you know, that fear comes in into your uh, mind and then you kind of procrastinate, which I'm a natural procrastinator. I hate it, but it's just a part of my nature. And then, you know, one day, I don't know what it was. I just knew it was time to do this. So I came up with the name Be More, See More. Uh, knew it needed to be brought to light. So it's a 501c3 nonprofit uh, that's empowering minority male students of Baltimore City through education, mentorship, and travel. And I know that, you know, from an educational standpoint, most people think, uh, I don't want to learn about, you know, ABC. I want to learn about the realness of a city. So when you talk about education, I, I say, you know, if you want to compare a city like Baltimore to Philly, that's a lesson. Um, you know, what are the similarities? What are the differences? Do we have some of the same issues? Have we had some of the same issues? How have we solved them? How have they solved them? Things like that. So you can be prepared before you go somewhere. And so, that, you know, and then just the mentorship aspect, you'd be surprised what my DMs look like a lot of times and who's sending them that I would never think would say, hey, man, this is inspiring. I really want to travel. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up to you. I see you. I see you moving. Um, I want to do this one day. And I'm like, you can do it. You know, reach out. Let's make it happen. And then, of course, the travel aspect, which I think comes last. And it's funny because as I'm sitting here, it all comes together. Before I go somewhere, I do research, you know, and then I reach out to someone and maybe the tourism board or someone I know who's gone there before on that mentorship aspect, like, tell me a little bit. And then the travel actually takes place. So I started that and, you know, had a huge launch event last year in January, the end of January, leading into February. And just as we got ready to go full forward in March, here comes something called COVID that everyone was like, all right, just give us two weeks. It's going to blow over. And (laughs) nah, here we are still dealing with it and it's progressing into different Mm. levels that who knows what's next uh so kind of threw a uh took us by surprise and made us halt the program for a while until things get better school wise as well as on the travel in the travel space because i'm not even that comfortable going places anymore right now uh wow because you never know what to expect and laws change or rules change like on an instant you might be somewhere stranded because (laughs) they shut down flights from one place to another. So, yeah, that's the program. I'm looking forward to uh, going forward with it. And, like, the what schools are participating in? What schools were you were – can you talk about that yet? Or is it public knowledge yet? Or what schools – Not necessarily okay, public okay. knowledge, but, uh, okay, but there's, Baltimore City High Schools. Yeah, okay, so, Baltimore City High Schools. And how are you going to identify students for something like this? How do you identify people to be a part of this program? Uh, the students who have an interest in travel and uh, – always say that I know this is what we typically do in any organization or when you want this amazing uh, turnout or a result from a program but I always feel like just because one student doesn't have a certain GPA or display a certain behavior that you think would align with the program doesn't mean that they're not the perfect fit because you'd be surprised 
what an opportunity will do to someone and how it'll motivate them to do better in all aspects of life, not just school, but even in their community. And I guess because I feel like reading about it and learning about what your, what your mission is, it makes sense to get the kids out of Baltimore. Right. You know, take them. Now, have you been doing things like that on the side? Like, Showing mentoring and saying, "Hey, before the program, I was like, hey, let me take a couple of kids on this trip. Let me show some some opportunities out. Have you been doing that? Yeah, let's and, talk um, about that. And I, that. I, I always remember the first time we ever did anything. We went to D.C. But just you know, for those kids, they were in high school and they were like, you know, I've never been to D.C. So just to see like the monuments, uh, and then we went to like a Wizards game. <laughs> you know, a, a whole day in D.C. And you know, but it's like right there. And I remember growing up. I mean. Some of it was just because of family doing business things, but D.C. was just like a backyard to me. It was just like been there, you know, numerous times. Even growing up uh, with friends, we hung out in D.C. So, and, you know, it's just, you know, I'm not going to say it's, it's a bad thing, but you just want people to be able to get outside of their community. I always say that getting outside of your community doesn't necessarily mean once you get out of it, if you go away to school, you know, never come back. I think that, you know, it serves as a source of inspiration. I travel all the time and come back home. And as much as I enjoy where I was, I could be gone for two weeks. I can be gone for a month. I'm like, I know I'm back at home and I'm happy to be home. And I take what I learned while I was away and figure out how I can use that back at home. I always, I'm always observing certain things like, you know, I can be, in some foreign country and I'm on the public transportation and I'm sitting there like, yeah, you know, we could actually do this back at home. Uh, they're making it work. Why can't we do this? Um, I'm always shocked at certain countries, uh, how clean they are Yeah, it's for them to be so populated. Like some of these cities are huge. I remember being in like Tokyo and I'm like, this place is so clean, but <laughs> all these people are moving around and you just pay attention and you're like, Hey, we could do this back at home if they can do it. Uh, so it serves as like a, a a lesson and like, you know, something that I feel like if the opportunity presents itself once back at home, then use the notes that I took mentally or maybe even uh, I put down in my phone to implement a program here and try to get those same results. The No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there is something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, carryout, and delivery, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Harford Road, open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. I knew I had to find it. I had to go through my phone. You know what? You know I'm stalking your grand right now. You know I had to go and look for it. I Because I couldn't remember what I was going to ask you. But now I found it. So, <clears throat> Mr. Oliver had, November 14th of last year, he was, uh, you were education honoree for economic empowerment deterrent to racism. Talk a little bit about that. So it's uh, men impact change. Yes, please talk about that. Yeah. Talk about men impact change. I was actually a little uh, shocked when they <laughs> sent me the message to let me know that I had been nominated for the award because I was just like, I think one of the things that I do and a lot of us have to stop doing is like you downplay yourself or you just think that I'm not really doing anything, but that's because we really don't know who's watching. And one thing I've learned about social media is that people are watching you. They might just not be telling you that they're watching you. So I was shocked because there are days when I feel like I should be doing way more. And sometimes you're actually doing just enough to inspire someone. So when they told me that I'd be honored, I was like, you know, wow, amazing. And they were like, you know, we need your bio. And every time I write my bio, I'm still <laughs> feeling weird. Like, you know, I'm talking about myself and I'm like, who's this guy that I'm writing about? Because this is not who I feel I am every day that I wake up. And, you know, uh, the ceremony was virtual. They usually have it in person. Uh, and so, you know, we had to give an acceptance speech that was pre-recorded. They honor people in a bunch of different categories. as education. Um, I forget what some of the other categories were on there. And just from them reaching out to me, I was inspired to, you know, join them 
and pushing their movement forward. So they, they're honoring uh, men of impact that, you know, shift the culture. And their next event is Navigating Barriers to Entrepreneurship, which I think is great because during the award ceremony that I was a part of, there was a guy on there, he's a kid from Memphis, and he's like a teenager, but he runs this bow tie company. And he's like known nationally. He's been on TV and everything. And I was just like, wow, this kid is, you know, 20 years younger than me, but doing his thing. And he was inspiring me. And just to see that is, you know, what we need to see. You know, it's funny. You say something that's very, very um, hard for me also. You talked about how it's hard to celebrate your wins and what you're doing. And my business partner, shout out to Gary uh, from C Plan Do Show. Um, when I won Best of Baltimore this year, I was like, cool, you know, great, great win. Let, let's move on to the next next thing. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, Aaron, if I would have won, I had I would have a WWE belt walking around. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I'm not I'm not like that. Right. I'm not like that. I downplay it because I'm like, cool. What's what's next? On to the next. Right, what's right, next? Right, right. What, what can we accomplish next? And I has another person, like kind of like you said. You don't know who looks at your internet. You don't. Right. You don't know. Social media is a weird place, and this person who follows me reached out to me. He said, "Never met them a day in my life," and said, "Hey, um, when are you celebrating?" And I said, uh, "You know, I'm. I, you know." And the person said, "When are you celebrating this victorious win?" Yeah. And I said, "You know, I really don't think about that. I might just go out for a, a drink tonight." She's like. No, you need to celebrate it and have the people that were there for you, supporting you there to celebrate you because you, this is back to back years and that's a beautiful thing. And I said, damn, it was deep. Somebody who doesn't even know me. It's a good which, point. Which is crazy. And like, kind of like what you're saying, what you, we're going back to what you, you're winning. You got, we got to celebrate the wins now right. because remember people always said, oh, you know, he's bragging. No, 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 no. We got to celebrate the wins because wins only come so often. Yeah. Everybody knows when you lose because they all up in your face. <laughs> and they're going to let you know who you lost. Yeah, right. They're going to let you know a couple times. But we need to celebrate the wins because at the end of the day, celebrate why we're here, why we're on this earth, and being there and say, hey, congratulations, brother. Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on pushing. You know, I'll leave, I have a motto. Don't leave any bone on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the plate. On the plate. Don't leave, no, no, sorry, don't, don't, leave, uh, don't leave any meat on the bone. On the bone. All right. Take it all off. You got a T-bone, don't leave any meat on that. Just eat it all. And that's what I look at. Like you, and, and I see what you're doing. Like, and we're going to talk about another thing. You, I mean, you want so much stuff, brother. I mean, we could do a whole show on you. <laughs> but we got, we, we're, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate the Wednesday. You were in Washington Post for, for the people with some seven things that black people should know about travel, correct? Is that, did I mess, did I muck it a little uh, bit? It was something along those lines. Funny that, um, seven, seven black voices. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven black voices. And what needs to change in the travel industry? Tell us a little bit about that, how they reached out to you. Because, I mean, that's that's pretty big, brother, Washington Post. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, every time I get, like, an email or someone reaches out, it kind of blows my mind because I'm like, you know, of all people, you came, you know, you came to me to get my opinion on something that, you know, you think that... I think we always look at ourselves um, on a scale of maybe numbers or opportunities, and we don't realize that... You know, you are a giant to someone or like a an expert. You know, I look at people's bios all the time and they say, like, you know, I'm an award winning expert journalist or, you know, an expert travel influencer or something like that. And I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm never thinking to put the word expert in a bio for, for me. But, you know, when they reach out, they may say, hey, we need some expert advice on this topic. And it always takes me. Um, yeah, it, it shocks me. And I was happy, though, to use my uh, platform with the Washington Post because it really came during the time where there was so much uh, racial tension in the country last year, especially dealing with the George Floyd incident and everything like that. And I was happy, but I was a little uh, disturbed because I realized that once all these companies started to say, like, you know, we've got your back, uh, we stand beside you, that's when all these opportunities really started to come. And I'm like, you know, we've been out here doing good stuff. Where have you been? Uh, but, you know, just to be able to share my voice and my opinions with publications like the Washington Post and I think it was, you know, uh, it's, it's been like Condé Nast Travel. 
uh, the New York Times, things like that. Because last year, the New York Times even reached out to do an article saying that summer 2020 was, was going to be the year of the road trip. But they said, unless you're black. And it caught people off guard with that headline. But they were talking about, you know, there's still certain areas of the country where we're uncomfortable driving through. And I still, you know, I, I could relate because I remember years ago when the Ravens went to the Super Bowl in New Orleans and it was so expensive to fly to New Orleans that I flew into Atlanta and drove from Atlanta to New Orleans <laughs> with some of my buddies. And it was late at night, well after midnight. And some of those cities, we were just like, nah, we're not stopping. We're going to you know, keep going until the next uh, major city pops up because you still are a little, you know, you, you're saying crosses and, and you know, <laughs> you know what it is, what it's about. You know not to pull over. Well, we would call those sundown towns. Right, exactly. <laughs> and people don't believe those. Like, if you don't know what sundown towns, you need to educate yourself about. We still have some in Maryland. Oh, so, we do. Yeah, yeah, so. We do. <laughs> we definitely have sundown towns. So if you know about that, folks, that means you cannot be black in that town when the sun goes down. Right. That happens today, folks. So, and then we got to give you more flowers. We got to give you flowers because, because we want people to reach out to you. Right. And right. we want people to understand we have people in the Baltimore area that are doing things. You're doing things for the community. You're helping kids out with traveling, educating, mentoring. That's a beautiful thing. And you're showing it through black travel, showing that we can go travel. We can do things. And that's what we're trying to wear. It's flowers, man. And that's what the young folks said. Flowers. <laughs> I, say, I I get props. I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> yeah, trying. Props. I'm just trying to stay cool. <laughs> you um recently won, um, the Global Black Travel Content Creator, the Grant Grant winner. Okay, I I don't know what the MMGY stands for. I shouldn't know that. Uh, you probably know what it stands for, but explain a little bit about that. Um, you know that that's a beautiful thing. And I want people in Baltimore to know we have we have special talent here, and he's winning. These guys are winning awards. And go ahead, I'm I'm I'm, I'm let you talk. Yeah. So there's a group that came about over the last year uh, called the Black Travel Alliance because as we were just sitting here saying, like our voices weren't being uh, put out there as much as others were. Uh, you see islands where you know the majority of the people that live there are people of color, but then on all the advertisements, they did not have people of color on them. They will tend to only show, you know, someone black working on a resort or something and, and not, you know, hey, this is where we live or showing that, hey, we can actually come to these resorts and vacation and we can afford them. You know, like we're here as well. So there's a group that came about, uh, a huge group of black travelers and black, uh, black travel experts called the Black Travel Alliance. And they recently held a contest where they gave out grants to black travel organizations and black travel content creators. And it was open to people in, uh, from the U.S., Canada, France, Germany, and the U.K. And they were selecting 20 content creators and five organizations. So I said, you know, whatever. I might as well apply for it and see, you know, what comes about from it. And I was shocked to actually found out that I won the award. And what made it even better was that there was another person from Baltimore also on the list who won the award. So I was like, you know what? We're out here. You just got to put us out there and let people know that there are people from here doing huge things. Uh, you just wouldn't know. And that's one of the biggest things circling back as to why I started this blog because I'll never forget, you know, after everything happened in 2015, we were on the news worldwide. So you think about, you know, just CNN, no, we were on every news network you can imagine across the world for what some wanted to call a riot. And, you know, that just was the picture that was painted of someone from our city. Whether you were a man or a woman, they were just like, you know, you guys are, you know, rough and, you know, we are rough and tough people, but that's, you know, what keeps us going. But don't look at it in a negative way. Like we, you know, we have determination. We fight for what we want. And, you know, I was like, you know what, let's change this narrative and show people that everything you see on the news is not what, that's not all that you're going to get when you visit. Uh, I mean, just looking at the city overall, look how beautiful of a city we have. But every time we're shown on the news, they just want to show like, you know, a crime scene or something like that. And not, not, the nicest parts or I mean of course we want to show people the harbor but think about all the other communities in the city that are great like who wouldn't want to raise a family there and it just doesn't get 
uh, local or national attention. You said it right there. I don't need to say anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't need to say anymore because, again, this is what this show is about, showing about positivity and what's positive going around Baltimore. And I'm honored to have you on the show because it's like, again, you're doing it. your thing. And, and I love that you made time for the little people to come over. Ah, here. Yeah, right. Come over here hang out. <laughs> come and hang out. I'm with the back-to-back winner for the best podcast. And no. I, I'm not the little person in the no, world. No, right? man. I'm, 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 I'm working my way up the ladder, man. The work's still not done yet. We still try and preach this, the gospel. But thank you for everything that you have done for Baltimore, Baltimore community, the kids that's coming up, because I want to, I want to, I want to follow back up with you once. Definitely, with the kids, get into it, and like you know, if you guys do a trip, I would love to tag along and just say, hey, let me just report with the kids and Let's come go. back and have a <laughs> conversation about it because I really want people to see the positive things that are happening, the impact. Okay, you can see all the bells and whistles on TV, but who's really, really doing the work? Right. Who's doing the work that you just don't see that's not advertised in mainstream media? And that's what you're doing. You're doing things that, you know what, salute to you for what you're doing. So we appreciate you, sir. Really appreciate do. you. All right. So we're going to do a speed round real quick. We're a speed round. That's how everybody <laughs> gets all a little nervous about this. All right. Flats or drums? Flats. <laughs> Blue cheese or ranch? Neither. Neither. Uh, it's funny. Every time I go out and order wings, they're like blue cheese or ranch. I'm like, neither. You can keep it. Okay. 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 What is your favorite place to visit? If, you, uh, if, you, if we could fly right now. Oh, Ghana. I always say that. Ghana. That's, why, that's why, a place why, that stole my heart. Why Ghana? Tell us. I don't know. I just feel at home every time I go. Okay. And I've met some great people that had some great experiences. It's West Africa. Of course, we know that we came from somewhere in that vicinity um, as African Americans. And I think my heart just knows, like, welcome home to be there. Um, and to see people who... Despite what we were taught growing up, you know, they still look like me. They move like me, you know, same characteristics. Uh, so we're not as far removed as we've been taught to believe. So gotcha. Definitely Ghana. Crabs or crab cakes? Crabs. What inspires you every day? Just the opportunity to get up and explore something new. Honestly, um, I don't like to repeat Thing. So I'm always looking for somewhere different to visit in the city or some something some new experience to to uh, have. So think, uh, yeah, definitely a new opportunity every day that you wake up. And I know we all deal with it, but forgetting about the mistakes of yesterday and just looking forward. What is your favorite thing to do when you're not working? You're just chilling. What's your favorite thing to do? Uh, believe it or not, sit in silence sometimes and like brainstorm and come up with the next move. Um, even on planes uh, i'll have noise canceling headphones on and i'm not listening to anything i'm just sitting there thinking okay what's the best advice you've ever received Ooh. sounds cliche but don't quit i remember like years ago i was doing this uh venture and i was getting a lot of opposition from the older generation because you know a lot of times our ideas seem too radical and too new for older um, crowds and when I was ready to give up and say like forget it I remember my granddad saying like you know I, I don't raise quitters so you know you're not gonna quit and that's the way I think uh, I apply that to almost everything that I seek to do like just don't quit no matter what even if it takes a longer uh, time than you thought it would to make something happen just keep doing it when you look at it, you started 2015 now, now you got I'm, I'm not going to blow you up. Now you got other people sponsoring you. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so so it, it happens. It happens right. during time. I tell people it doesn't happen overnight. No, nothing. Success does not happen overnight unless you know somebody who was already wealthy before it and they just had the money to push to get through there. Yeah. Where can we find you on social media? And where can we, if somebody wants to donate or volunteer with any, with just, you know, with, with, the, with the kids and whatnot, with uh, Be More, See More? Like, let's give a... Well, Ryan, let's wrap this up in a bow so we can get right. figure out where we can volunteer, where can we keep it updated, see what you're doing, and things of that nature. Personally, I send everyone to my website, which is uh, beyondbemore.com. Uh, and then there you can find every way to reach out to me, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, through email, and other avenues, actually. And on the nonprofit side, you can find us at bemorecmore.org. It's B-M-O-R-E-C-more.org. And all the information you need is there as well. And shoot us an email. Someone will get back to you. 
Definitely. Are you not on TikTok? I am on TikTok, <laughs> but I can't keep up with TikTok, man. <laughs> TikTok is that one social media uh, app where I'm always saying that I need to find someone younger than me who's an expert at it and let them just have their way on there and help me out because it's a lot. I, I tell people right now, TikTok is the best social media app right now. It's huge. Because it's, it, it's 30 seconds of time yep. or a minute. You get everything you need to get in that sec in that time, and that's as, that's as quick as attention spans are now. Yep. And now all platforms are starting to change like that, which is interesting. So that's a little bit. Yeah, short video. Short video, <laughs> and then out. And that'd be cool with your, your travel. Yep. That, that, I see a lot of travel blogs doing that right now. A lot of guys are doing, oh, you know, they do they snap their fingers. and they and, Yeah, and, and, and the, <laughs> show the destination, and then they snap again. They show their outfit changing. Yeah. Snap again, they're eating the food there. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's so. it's just something maybe just to think about. It. It's, 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 it's going on right now. It's really, and again, we really want to celebrate you. This is what this podcast is about, positive stories in Baltimore that aren't being told. You know what? I want people to know about you, what you're doing, the great things of travel. You know, again, you know, I remember traveling, and I can tell you a story about We're not going to get into it, but that's another, that's another <laughs> day. But traveling is very important, especially as African-Americans, black people going out there traveling. I really like seeing black families in places that normally you never see them. Yeah. You know, I used to travel to uh, Charleston uh, in the Folly Beach. Now, a lot of black families were there back in the day. Now I see a lot more, which I love. It's a little quiet beach off the, off the cut. But still, I like seeing it. I like seeing more travel, exploring the world, seeing what's out there. Beyond, you know, and I like how you said beyond, Baltimore and beyond. I like yeah. that. I really do like that. All right, folks. Again, you want to say anything before we roll out? Nah, I just appreciate being here once again and looking forward to seeing you grow as I grow as well. Hey, we can grow together, brother, because uh, again, it's, 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 it's enough for everybody out here. I tell everybody, it's enough, enough to pie out here that everybody can grow and learn from each other. And that's what it's all about learning from everybody and seeing what they do. And folks, love, peace, happiness, we are out. Here.